I'll do what I always do and not go first so that I have time to think up my answer. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are joined by our friend Nathan Gerber to talk about the new Mortal Kombat movie and the old Mortal Kombat movie and the Mortal Kombat game. Just all sorts of Mortal Kombat. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nick Glover. Hey! And Molly Glover. And we have a special guest with us. He's been with us before. Friend of the show, Nathan Gerber is with us. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and uh, we are talking Mortal Kombat. There's a brand new... Mortal Kombat! Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much I, episode done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Nate. Anyway. Yeah, good times. New movie uh, came out in theaters, if if that's a thing that you go to anymore, uh, but also on HBO Max. And uh, so we are going to talk a little bit about the new movie. So I should warn you that if you are worried about spoilers for a Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> there will be spoilers in this podcast. Uh, also, I understand that, Nate, you were a fan of the video game franchise and the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna kind of we're talking all Mortal Kombat things, not just the HBO Mortal Kombat movie that just the, was the Mortals Combat. The, the Mortals Combat. The Mortals. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well done. Combat Mortals. So uh, Nate, why don't you why don't we have you start us off by talking about Mortal Kombat, your history with Mortal Kombat, um, what you like about Mortal Kombat, and all that shit. That's a uh, for most of you, uh, the video game came out on uh, the quarter dump in uh, 1992, and that was a real shock to a lot of people because of the violence, but also the way that it was animated, uh, using uh, uh, real people for the first time to motion capture. Uh, they did animate around those people, because it's still pixelated, uh, but they used people actually doing physical stuff and then animating around that. Um, and it's the, a lot of the actors who did that, like chimed in with the new movie, the the lady who motion captured for Sonya Blade in the original 92 video game was celebrating that it's still going almost 20 years on now. Um, but wait, more more than 20 nope. years. 30. It's been 30, 30. 30 years. Oh. Well, I'm old. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting um, you say that about the animation real quick because uh, I I wasn't I wonder I just tried to Google it quick but I couldn't get anything easy. Uh, I used to play uh, uh, the eleventh or the seventh guest in the eleventh hour and Phantasmagoria, which were computer games that also used that real people uh, kind of animation so, thing. So so those games used FMV full motion video. Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat was more like making cell animation like from mocap stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, one is recorded video and the other one is animated using. Okay. Cool. Pictures of people. Cool. Cool. And their motion. 
I, I, I was trying to figure out the difference because I knew they looked similar, but excellent. Sorry to derail you. Back to Nate. No, no, totally fine. Uh, and then they continued making the arcade games and eventually got the movie licensed. And it, I think in Mortal Kombat 2, it went to consoles yeah. uh, like Sega. And or was it? It was two or three. Um, I thought the first one went there right before the second one came out, right? Like real close to session. I think the first ones went out to consoles, but it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. I'll yeah. Uh, not super important, but, uh, and then in 95, they, uh, released the first movie, which when I was, uh, 14, that was pretty dope. Uh, it was <laughs> a movie I saw in theaters and, uh, fully appreciated it in all of its nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I bet um, if I'd been a 13 year old boy, I also would have loved that movie it more than I did <laughs> as a, uh, uh, almost 18 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and actually the things I watching it now, I appreciate the same things that I really enjoyed as a kid, which was not the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the the really well done fight choreography um, and the uh, an the animatronics on Goro were pretty yeah. cool because that was a full body suit that a guy wore, uh, and yeah. that was while ridiculous, pretty cool that they they utilized that. Almost like a puppet with animatronic mm -hmm. functions, like a, a body puppet. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep, there was a there was a guy in there. He was operating the bottom two arms, and then they had uh, other people operating the face and the other arms. Yeah, I uh, I, I mentioned before we started recording, so nobody heard, but uh, that I actually went and rewatched the nineteen ninety five movie in preparation for this episode. And I, the Goro is really for ninety five. I mean, there's some stuff in there. There's some some proto CGI going on <laughs> there. That's that's. Uh, pretty bad um pretty <laughs> bad but the goro well and scorpion who has like a scorpion chain thing shoot out of his hand that, that <laughs> wow where does he keep it it's it's up his arm it's it's like it's like it goes up his arm it's what it's i think pretty much like the chain part is his intestines i assume that's how it works um <laughs> does it hurt like wolverine's claws like every time it, like, it doesn't he's got it he's got a mask over his face so maybe it hurts but you can't tell because i always assumed it was like a fleshy portal to hell or something oh, right sure, like, sure. it's not physically stored in his hand but when his hand opens up and that thing peeks out and says hello um i figured that mm -hmm. that was kind of a mm -hmm. like a, a, a fleshy thing, portal a magic thing fleshy portal to hell was my nickname in high school That's true. Oh. <laughs> okay so we're we're just getting all over the place but uh so <laughs> 95 movie you like the 95 mm -hmm. movie. You were a fan of the, the games, right? You played them, played them pretty regularly? Uh, I was a fan of the later games. I, okay. I was terrible at arcade games. And actually, uh, one of the things that a lot of people didn't know is that uh, they, um, a lot of those arcade games, they figured out we can make money if we cheat the system. So uh, that was one of the games that was notoriously uh, would react to input. So if you pressed a certain button, the game knew and would be able to react appropriately to that, um, to beat you, to foil you. 
Um, oh, I see what you're saying. I'm like, isn't that what all video games at arcades are? Is you push a button and the game knows what you're pushing. <laughs> well, but got it. The yeah. opponent, yes. Sorry, yes. yeah. Yeah, the, the opponent it. can react. The opponent would react to your the action that you made as if it already knew it was happening. So mm-hmm. you mostly played. Did you mostly play uh, you against the CPU then when you would play Mortal Kombat? As a yeah, as a kid and. Um, uh, even in the arcade game, I don't, I don't like playing people. It's a toxic mm-hmm. environment. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was uh, always at the arcade with someone else. It was either me and my brother, or mm-hmm. me and whoever I was dating, right, or a group yeah. of friends. And so I, I think I exclusively played against somebody where we would okay. both be putting in our tokens or our quarters or whatever. And, and I'm terrible at any game that requires <laughs> combo moves. I just mash mm-hmm. the buttons and I'm just like, kick, 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 kick. And just, you know, it's, it's, that's, I have fun doing that though. Right. Other, right. other people would not like to play against that sometimes and we get very crabby about it. But. I, I, I don't like playing uh, arcade games against people, especially fighting games. Like I don't play a lot of fighting games anymore. Uh, I, I, that was kind of a teenage thing for me, but like playing fighting games against other people, because there are people that hang out in the arcades that, or they did at least, that are you know fucking tournament tournament players that are amazing. Sure. And if you go in and put your quarter, and they walk in and put in their quarter, you're done. You lost uh, your quarter. You don't see, get to play anymore. Yeah. You got beaten. See, I was always curating my experience, right? Like yeah. just sure. meeting friends together. Yeah, that's, that's a little yeah. different. Yeah, but, totally. Like, you know, if you want to play the latest fighting game oh, or yeah. whatever, the new, you know, Mortal Kombat 4 or whatever, <clears throat> you were going to have to play against other people, and those other people would always yeah, kick my fucking yeah. ass. Yeah. When, did yeah. The, when did the game start having story? Because I know, I mean, I know there's always a little bit of, like, the character story or whatever, but, like, I know mm-hmm. I, I when this new HBO movie came out, uh, a, a couple of people on my feed were complaining about how they ignored all this character development that had been going on in the IP, and they didn't like, <laughs> and they didn't, and they didn't put it in the movie, and they were very mad about that. And I remember thinking, I had never, not a day in my life, did I know that there was like <laughs> a significant amount of plot and character development in the Mortal Kombat games. Do you know when? When did that start? Oof. Uh, I want to say like five. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I definitely skipped some games, came back, skipped one. Like the the last two, like three or four, sorry, the last three or four have been super story heavy um, where they have done like timelines and uh, gone back in the past and affected the past that affected the future. Sure. yeah so it's kind of been all over the place and they tried to clean it up a little bit with this last one mortal kombat 11 um but i honestly like if you're playing mortal kombat for the story yeah. <laughs> what to do when i'm there for the spines and the spines yeah only. <laughs> yeah are you pl- I, I, why do you play mortal kombat nate why, why is is it is it the is it the blood is it the the gameplay what is it <laughs> It is the gameplay. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy a good fighter, uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm not in it for the story, but it is interesting. The cinematics in the in Mortal Kombat 11 are amazing. You can just go on YouTube and watch the Mortal Kombat 11 cinematics. Uh, it, it's beautiful. Uh, it's not a good story, 
but it is beautiful. <laughs> there's a there's a phone version. Uh, if you ever wanna, if you ever wanna, it, it, and it's and it's free, which means in-app purchases. Yeah. So uh, if you ever wanna just uh, get get yourself some Mortal Kombat fixed, Tim, I know that you're more more of a phone gamer in, in general. There you go. I'm, I'm not a fight gamer. I don't I don't get in. I've never gotten into fight games, and it's probably because I suck at them, super <laughs> super bad, um, mm-hmm. and never never spent like any time trying to figure out combo moves or anything like that. I mean, it was basically the Molly technique of punch, 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 kick, kick, kick. Maybe I can block, try to get out of the way, see if I can get through the first easy fight and maybe have one more fight before I've wasted my quarter. And, and that really Mm -hmm. did not excite me. So maybe if I'd spent more time learning the move i i i was more interested i mean it, when it came to arcade games i was way more interested in watching people who were better than me um mm, than i wasn't mm-hmm. actually playing the game uh i don't know if anybody else had that experience but but i, I, I could enjoy like the, the game more viscerally by watching somebody else succeed than i could yeah. by <laughs> failing myself yeah Mortal Kombat is a game i'd rather watch often than a game i would play Mm-hmm. These days, you know, especially these days. Uh, one of the things I like about Mortal Kombat is that it isn't super combo heavy, whereas like Marvel versus Capcom, uh, if the people memorize the the move, they'll get one character, they'll get a hundred and eight hit combo on you, and juggle you until your your health bar is gone. Um, and you can't really do that. They started implementing a system. I'm going to say back in Mortal Kombat 8, where if you use the same maneuvers over and over again or the same combos, they'll do less damage over time. That's hmm. awesome. That is cool. Like so within a, within just... a fight or, or over like a series of fights? Within a fight. It's like a... It's it's a player leveling mechanic, right? To level the, the, the playing field between... You know, right. Encourage diversity in moves. Make them play mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Yeah. However, there was recently a streamer tournament where one guy used a super easy character, character Shiva, and just spammed a jump slam. And if you don't really know the game that well, which a lot of streamers who don't play it regularly don't, and they he won the whole tournament just doing that whole move <laughs> over and over again. Because <laughs> uh, it still does do damage. Um, sure. and, yeah. Just not as much uh, as the first the, time. But the community was not happy about that. Well, I know you. I know that you. Uh, one of your hobbies is is watching streaming games and watching people mm-hmm. play games. Do you is is Mortal Kombat one of the ones you watch people play? I watch the tournaments. Hmm. I don't watch streamers. Uh, that's again a, a toxic environment. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's amazing how like super ultra violent games attract some of the worst people in the world. Uh, but That's weird, yeah. Uh, oddly enough, Sonic Fox uh, is one of the best Mortal Kombat uh, fighters, um, and that person is uh, um, multiple things. Uh, wow, well, I just did that. Uh, <laughs> uh, furry, um, non-binary and uh originally came out as gay but is i think now asexual mm, i'm not mm. positive on that one mm-hmm. um but sonic fox is this person who came into the fighting game male dominated 
masculinity, you know, testosterone driven and started representing these uh, uh, abused communities in the video game circuit and made like, yeah, I'm good at it. That's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. So it's like violent video games don't make people more violent, but they might attract people who are kind of toxic. Is that what? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mean, not just toxic people, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. you were going to say something, Nick. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's not relevant right now. I, uh, we, um, it's one of those you know squares and rectangles things right like not everyone that plays violent video games is necessarily an asshole but there sure does seem to be a tendency for assholes to like violent video games there are a lot of things like that like uh, rick and morty and bojack horseman and Mm -hmm. there are these things where you know the, the content itself isn't necessarily problematic but how people enjoy it or celebrate it does miss the point or yeah. or or misrepresent the the media yeah and that's weird like what a shitty position to be in as a as a creator like if you're making something that you love and that's funny and that's appreciated and that's good but then like the people that like your thing are fucking assholes and there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it except for yeah. like cash the checks yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean mortal Kombat was a was a early controversial game in terms of the yeah. I'm pretty sure that wasn't that one thing that Al and Tipper Gore were, were freaking out about oh, uh, yeah. back yeah. in the day. It was, it was, it was one of the games that got the warning on the, yeah. on, on it for sure. Like at the, cause like mm-hmm. we, uh, my mom used to, my mom, the first time my mom found out that we had played that game at the Maplewood arcade, cause they had that arcade in the Maplewood mall. And we would just, my mom would just drop us off and we'd go there in the summer. And the first time she found out we played Mortal Kombat, she got so mad at us. Cause like, we weren't even allowed to watch the Simpsons. We weren't allowed to watch anything gory or violent. Like violence was not okay in my house. And like, she found out because my brother and I were just rassing like kids do. And I was like, and I was like, I went to like pretend to grab his head and like pull out his spine. And Kevin just dropped to the ground and was like, fatality. And my mom's like, what's that? <laughs> and we're like, nothing. It's like, what did you just do to him? And I'm like, pulled out his spine. <laughs> she was real bad. <laughs> oh boy. I, I mean, I think the, the, What's interesting is anytime there's like a school shooting or something like that, there's there's the faction that says, well, it's all about violent video games mm-hmm. um, like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat always comes back like it's like violent. Video. But it sounds like I mean, as you talk about it and, and this is my perception as well. And what, you know, actual research suggests that the games themselves don't turn somebody into a serial killer, but they may attract serial killers Right. But it's not like something else wouldn't have attracted them anyway. Um, Yes, Nate. Actually, they have done a study on this. Uh, Weird. (laughs) mm -hmm. Uh, Video games do not uh, inspire violence. Uh, People who, especially in sociopaths and uh, people who are going to commit terrible acts of violence, uh, or uh, want to, they're usually not engaged enough by video games. It's not real enough. It's mm-hmm. not visceral enough. Uh, so they find them boring. Same with reading pixels. horror. 
Yep, same mm-hmm. with reading horror. It's really similar. It's we were just talking about this on the subreddit for horror lit that uh it's it's not it's not it is yeah, exactly. It's not real enough. It's it's or, or horror movies too, right? Like it's not real enough, mm-hmm. it's too fake. And so you they, they end up just like thinking about all the all the reasons it's not real, right? And that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. I wouldn't I hadn't put it together with video games, but that makes sense. Yeah. Right. I, now Call of Duty, that kind of thing, uh uh, battlefield that kind of stuff it is used as an army recruiting tool hurrah yeah. america oh, yeah. Yeah. uh they 100 they get uh licensed to use the weapons and that kind of stuff to recruit people into the uh, military but i mean other than that like Dude, we've we've seen commercials for where like army commercials where in the commercial there's people playing what looks like call of duty or something mm-hmm. it's not but they're like it's like yeah and it's like two guys you know this kind of stock footage like yeah doing it mm-hmm. moving side to side with the controllers and then it's like want to get in the game for real and it, yeah really seriously like that we were i remember when we saw that we were just shocked because it was like they, uh, were, they were just being like get off the couch and serve your country like pbs yeah. idea channel uh which is done now mm-hmm. uh but a great series of youtube videos has a video called uh, "Is Buying Call of Duty a Moral Choice?" Mm. and they and they talk about a lot about how the game is used as a recruiting tool. They also talk about how uh, all the guns in the game are are real, you know, modern or historical guns. They they behave and react as as their you know real world counterparts, and they serve as yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. as, as mechanically yeah, yeah. true as that matters to the to the game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and the game serves as advertising, you know, for for manufacturers mm-hmm. and and things mm-hmm. like that. They, they they really go into into depth on it uh, as PBS Idea Channel is wont to do. But I highly recommend that one if that's a topic that's interesting to folks. I bet the Blood Lobby had a lot to say about Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, that's probably why it was big blood and spine. You know, yeah. all about that game. <laughs> it's all paid for by chiropractors. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Those shady that motherfuckers. does make a lot of sense. <laughs> so, uh, so this new one, the the new the new Mortal Kombat that came out just a few weeks back what did, what how, what was your take on that nate or, or anybody's well, take on that but we'll start with there nate. wasn't a lot of tournament <laughs> <laughs> uh but actually i mean i don't care i didn't go to it like i want to see a faithful recreation of the video game uh it did take away take a lot from the uh most recent animated movie uh scorpion's revenge Mm. Uh, and really focused on Scorpion and his uh, backstory. I thought they did that in a good way. I like that didn't bother me and bringing in Cole Young because you got to have someone new to introduce the world to <laughs> uh, so that you can throw all the nonsense at him and then he can ignore it. And <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. The pitch meeting for this movie, the pitch meeting video for this movie is <laughs> yeah. really good if you haven't watched yeah. it yet. That's one of the things they talk about is like, oh, so we're going to really focus on these characters that everybody loves. It's like, nope, going to make a protagonist that no one's ever heard of. And he's mm-hmm. not going to know anything. He's real bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved, 
I thought there was some really fun stuff in the movie, right? And I don't think anyone was like, I'm going to go experience cinematic gold when they're going to go see Mortal Kombat. Right. Um, I hope not. I, I think that uh, the the premise of Mortal Kombat, which is, you know, a, a multi-world or multi-dimensional uh, combat of champions or contest of champions to determine, you know, what worlds get to take over what worlds and spread the dominion of their rule and all that jazz like there's only so much you can do with that video game premise in a movie and i, and I feel like they were true to the premise more or less in a way that was entertaining to me that mm-hmm. that opening scene is the best part of the movie is, yeah. is that opening scene with sub-zero and scorpion like there's a reason they put that up online for free for anyone to watch on youtube because i'm like i'm like five minutes into this i'm like is Mortal Kombat doing character development? Make you gonna make me care about people? What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I mean, for the first five minutes, sure. For the first five um, minutes, yeah, mission I, accomplished. I will that. say, uh, I was not looking forward to watching this movie really at all. I mean, really not at all. I was like, I was like, I love Nick. And Nick is really excited about it, and that we watched that first scene, and I was like, "All right, this seems pretty. This looks good. I'll watch this." It's a little ridiculous that his wife and child are flash frozen, but whatever. Like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will tell you, I thought it was fucking great. I maybe it's because I went in with sub zero expectations, <laughs> oh. but uh, let me tell you, I was like hand clapping delighted throughout this whole movie every i loved all the the dumb puns the mm-hmm. kano wins and all the you know, fatality and you know, flawless, like, victory. flawless victory all of that every time they did it i was like yay like yeah and I th- there was a part where I don't remember who was fighting because it doesn't matter. But the two people like were about to fight, and I, 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 a couple of times this happened, and I said to Nick, "This looks like a level. Is this a level? This looks like a level, <laughs> like a setting for like a fight." Mm-hmm. And they did a lot of like they shut they set up the shots where it's like a, a one on the left and one on the right, and they were fighting on a horizontal plane yeah, to go that. back and forth a bit, and I I just thought that was great. Uh, I do think it's stupid that uh, Scorpion's wife and child died instantly from ice, but uh, uh, Cole Young's wife and child, or sister and wife, or I don't know what those. Wife and child. Yeah, wife and child. Yeah. Really couldn't tell. They all. Yeah, they they didn't really bother to clarify that because it wasn't that important. It was his little sister because they seemed similar in age, but I thought it might have been. Yeah. They, he get, they look exactly the same, but he just starts chipping away. He's just chipping away at the ice. And it was like, oh, I guess Scorpion didn't think to try when he found his he arrived, too you know, late. Yeah, I guess. Like, it was just, he just kept chipping at that, and they just kept showing him doing more to the ice. And I'm like, <laughs> buddy, they're dead. <laughs> the, other, the, other dude's, the other dude's fighting. He's got it under control. I'm just going to keep yeah, chipping away yeah. at the ice. Um, I, th- I theoretically have some kind of firepower, although that didn't really really makes sense but anyway there's the some dragon sort of thing <laughs> the scar oh, <laughs> forgot yeah. about the scar situation yeah it was the um for for a mortal Kombat movie having watched two um <laughs> it is i think the best mortal Kombat movie i've seen um, oh, absolutely. mostly yeah. for that first five minutes which i thought was really good and would have loved to see it carry through a little bit more um I mean, the dialogue is is 
agonizingly bad. I mean, <laughs> you know, so as, a, as a writer, I'm not talking about the puns or the pulling lines from the game. I'm talking about when they were actually talking about shit that's not from the game. It was just <laughs> really hard to listen to. And maybe I should you have listen. turned the sound off. You um, listen to me. I didn't come here for that kind of payout. Well, you listen to me back because I also wanted to say a thing here. Like it was very like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to this place and you find Sonya Blade. Find Sonya Blade. It, it felt like a lot of fan service, which was fine, right? You know, the kills that were mm-hmm. happening. It's like, oh. What else is it going to be? Yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah. what a Mortal Kombat movie has to be. Um, and, and so that part I found really entertaining. And I, I was able to kind of ignore the, the dialogue because there was bad dialogue in the 95 movie, too. It's just there was also bad yeah. acting. Yeah. And the acting here wasn't quite as bad. There was also um, yellow face. There was. <laughs> in the 1995 movie. Yes. Also, the Sonya Blade in 95, uh, she didn't have time to prepare for that movie. Uh, huh. There was someone else who was supposed to play that part. And I forget now. It, it was someone sort of famous. Um, and they dropped out. This new actress had to come in. And she had like, I want to say, two weeks to prepare before they started shooting her stuff. And they actually were doing other stuff to like so that she could learn her fight scenes. And that's why Sonya Blade's fight scenes are so subdued uh, in that original movie is they just like uh we gotta rush this well did the did the actors they had playing princess what's her face uh have more time to prepare because she looked like she had less um (laughs) i just think she wasn't a physical actress was her problem she was a bond girl she was in license to kill i was like ooh, i remember her At first, I was like, oh, it was Bridget Nielsen. No, it was Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. <laughs> That's a big difference. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I will say about the new movie that I feel like they have an incredible amount of genital fortitude to end the movie setting up a sequel that we probably won't get. <laughs> yeah. uh, or maybe we will. Whatever. I, but like, I think I read that it's already been greenlit. I think they, they are yeah, making it. Sub-Zero's been... Uh, um, Oh yeah, that, that signed on for five more movies. Oh, we saw that oh, yeah, in a yeah. pitch meeting. Yeah, five more five movies. movies. That's, I mean, that's dope. I'll watch five more Mortal Kombat movies with increasing levels of absurdity. I will say mm-hmm. this: uh, it, they they cast Asians in the Asian roles. They cast, mm-hmm. you know, like I mean, which I know that's it should be that's the a lowest bar. It's the lowest bar, but really, uh, it's more amazing than you think lately that's yeah. only a recent mm-hmm. thing so that was that was good uh the uh i i thought that they they the the thing that i thought that was that was just really stupid but i, I it just made me laugh so i didn't care was the 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 scar the branded scar birthmark the dragon whatever it is the dragon. dragon it's not even yeah the dragon scar that apparently if you kill somebody with one then you, you get, get it one. for yourself yeah, that was, and it's, you know. and it's in different spots, I guess, depending, it's like it's really, I, I kind of wish somebody had had it on their butt or something. Like I was expecting <laughs> something like that or like that uh, Sonya Blades was going to show up right up above one of her tits or something. But yeah, I mean, you'd it, think it was, because she's a girl and that's where tattoos go on. Exactly. Girls. Exactly. Yeah. Or like a tramp stamp or something where we yeah. have to see some of her butt cracked. I don't know. But like, it was just, it was just, that was very, the, the rules of that were, uh at least they didn't try to explain it 
Because mm-hmm. I hate when they try to explain that shit in movies. At least it was like, and then if you kill someone, then you get the tattoo and you have the powers. And it's like, oh, okay. And then the mm-hmm. thing, it's just like how they tried to explain everybody has to be tricked into in, in unlocking their power through experiencing a strong emotion, except for the new guy. <laughs> He's going to have it. Well, no, his, his, <laughs> his strong emotion his was reason, his. Yeah, his reason for fighting was protecting his family. That's what. Uh, and that's that's why they let him leave even probably like like Raiden was like oh yeah go oh, home sure. okay because you know it clearly made it very clear at this uh, point several times that they will come after him and his family so if he's there to protect them he will probably get the mojo flowing okay fair his, enough fair his, enough his armored hoodie I must have just blinked and missed that that was the intended uh, thing. It felt like he just came back it's, and had them. It's probably one of the more subtle parts of the movie, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a. That it was, Sorry. It was just a bit nuanced. There was a little, yeah. little tiny. Mm, yeah. That and Shang Tsung's uh, uh, relationship with Nataro. My love. Yeah, really, oh. just a, just a throwaway. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, I want to know more. No, she's dead. Okay. Nope, nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was she was the one that she showed up, and you're like, oh, she's kind of cool, and then nope, cut her in half with a hat, and she's done. Yeah. Uh, that was great, though. That <laughs> hat, that hat was yeah. amazing. And, and What's your magic power? I've got a hat. Got this hat. <laughs> oh, Come and take powers. it. Come and take it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. All right. Um, so anything I, I should say, is there anything else that you want to bring up in regards to any of this before we maybe get to five questions? Nate has five questions for us. So. I do have five questions. So really quick, uh, the most important thing about the 95 movie is the soundtrack. You oh, can yeah. find it on iTunes or YouTube or whatever. Go listen to it. It's freaking amazing. Skip the Napalm Death song. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then... Go listen to Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack. Also great. Uh, but do not watch the movie. That is fucking <laughs> El Terrible. You don't need it. <laughs> I will point yeah, out, though, that if you don't want to listen... Something. If you don't want to listen to Nate, if you've got HBO Max so you could watch uh, the recent movie, both the 1995 movie and Mortal Kombat Annihilation are also on HBO Max. So you, should, you could just go... Watch both of them. I didn't. I only watched the 1995 movie, and I. You can also watch Scorpion's Revenge, the cartoon, which is super bloody mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of fun. The, but I was also not any good dialogue. <laughs> I was uh, I was very surprised and and thrilled. I will admit to see that they did a two a 2021 remix of the Techno Syndrome, uh, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Techno song from the, the very song that we opened this episode. It, it's great, and it's, and it's a decent update, I guess. You know, if that's your bad, yeah. but that, I would that 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 made my fanboy senses tingle a little. I was mm-hmm. dancing. I, I didn't. I used to dance at Convergence uh, at the, in the dance party late times, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I was dancing one of those one of those late party times at Convergence. And I don't know who was playing, who was spinning, but they dropped the Mortal Kombat song and. Uh, I and everyone else in that room lost their shit. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> it was like all these sweaty nerds and most of us are drunk or so- on something. And then all of a sudden that song came on. And it was like, oh, shit, this is my jam. <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That is a, it is a good soundtrack. I will totally totally own up to that. Even as I was watching the movie, I'm like, mm, this music's is still there good. A, is there a heartfelt ballad uh, similar to the Karate Kid? Listen to your heart. Is there like something like that on there? Because no, that's but amazing. My ho jam is on the uh, original soundtrack. Oh uh, yeah, Burn by Sister Machine Gun. Okay. Yeah, that okay. is that is my my ho jam. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's on screen. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, so that's Mortal Kombat, uh, and we we give you a, a mild thumbs up on the yeah. on the new the new movie. I think I think a you know high thumbs all the way up, a sober thumbs part way up. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. thumbs up. It's not a great movie. It's, it's not it's, a great movie, but holy shit. I mean, it's probably a better Mortal Kombat movie than any of us deserved. So Go in, go in expecting trash, and I guarantee you'll enjoy yourself. But yeah. you probably shouldn't. If you've already listened to this and you haven't watched it, then I don't know if you'll yeah. enjoy it the same. I don't know. It's we a polite nod to a violent like, shock video game that started out that way. Thankfully, now it's kind of doing the same thing uh, God of War is doing, is it's toning down those more like sexual mm-hmm. elements but keeping the violence and yeah. trying to add some story and like substance mm-hmm. yeah substance to it and i hope they continue that because yeah. that'd be great awesome all right uh you've got questions for us nate five of oh, them my. if i recall I do. so what are the, why don't we start with one. number one yeah. yeah what video game or games got you into video gaming uh my dad had a commodore 64 when i was a, a young kid and uh there are a couple of games on there that i remember very fondly but the one that sticks out in my memory the most is impossible mission uh it is a hmm. side it's a it's a platformer you are just this little guy who can jump over chasms there are robots walking around and very kind of predictable patterns or, or following you around and you have to run through this dungeon and uh, scan pictures and documents and stuff in different rooms to try to put together all these puzzle pieces to solve this puzzle to then presumably beat the game I wouldn't know I never actually uh, beat it but there's this when you first start playing the game you're, there's this digitized voice that starts up that's stay a while stay forever <laughs> and like that will stick with me for the rest of my life for video games it was a game that i still haven't beaten to this day but i haven't gone back to try to beat but i yeah definitely a, a start for me tim what about you well uh i started playing video games before there were video games my dad worked for control data and he had he would bring home a terminal every now and again that you could log into and you could uh, print off like mazes and shit that were mm-hmm. like, you know, little pluses and lines and shit. And uh, that was the first time I ever played Oregon Trail was on that on ah, that yeah. computer. Uh, we, we had a Pong game in my house. Uh, we had an Atari 2600. But the game that that like the arcade game that totally hooked me. Because I, I, Pac-Man was okay, but it was super repetitive, and the same with Space Invaders and shit like that. Uh, the game that hooked me was Tempest, 
which uh, you've got you got a little thing that that runs around the uh, the top of a tunnel, and you're shooting down at enemies that are that are coming up the tunnel at you with vector graphics. So there were a bunch of different levels. So there was a lot of there was a lot of replayability to it. Each level had its own challenges. That was the game that like hooked me on video games. Shadowgate. Uh, Shadowgate for the for the NES, but then we also got it for Mac eventually. But uh, yeah, so that is a it's an it's an RPG puzzle game, uh, and I absolutely I fell in absolute love with it. Uh, my brother was all about Mario. I liked Mario just fine, but I'm not very good at it. Uh, so I was you know I, I would I was usually his player too. But the Shadowgate was the game I played by myself, or that I he would help me with. Like I would get to be player one, and I still I can still remember how it felt to think my way out of a puzzle and figure out that I needed to you know you know like it was like okay like you have to have you have to have brought this key from before or like this torch you have to remember you have it and you you know you get the sling and the stone and that's how you get the cyclops and things like that and like I can that was the first time I felt that like true joy of uh of uh, figuring something out like that on your own and how fun it is to role play in that way uh and to succeed uh so that was that was it for me i, I from there i just i played any kind of that any kind of puzzle based rpg i could find nice what about you nate uh the first final fantasy released in the united states so mm -hmm. i think that was number three mm -hmm. i think so uh, technically uh yeah I got that on the NES. I had played Atari games and a bunch of other stuff before that, but that was the one that I was like, yeah, this is great. And they came with no instructions, uh, just the maps. And I think I got through about half of the game and realized, oh, I have to equip weapons and armor. Huh. <laughs> and suddenly, great. because I'd been leveling up without it, my characters were super powerful. And I... <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. Like, I, wonder, I thought it had a cool sword, but I guess they just don't show it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't affect anything. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was my best, uh, or that was my the one that drew me in. Sweet uh, question, question number two. Number, I, I will let you announce it. <laughs> Sorry. What was the first violent video game to shock you? Hmm. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat all the way. Yeah. See, I didn't play Mortal Kombat. Uh, so this was a tough one for me because I, I um, it wasn't that I hated violent video games, but I never really got into them. So probably it would be Doom, hmm. um, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, chainsaws and shit. And it, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, it's so gross. It was like, ooh, blood. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I mean, that was a scary fucking video game. You go around a corner, there could be some crazy fucking monster there. Um, you know, you didn't want to go around corners. Corners were really yeah. problematic in Doom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess totally Doom. Shadowgate's, yeah. Shadowgate scared me a lot. Like, I thought it was a very scary, creepy mm -hmm. game. But in terms of the violence to shock me, Mortal Kombat's the first thing I saw where I was like, holy shit, like, put my hands over <laughs> my face laughing at how gory it was. Because mm -hmm. we just we didn't really play anything violent other than, other than that. So, yeah. Hey, you mm -hmm. know what? I'm going to revise my answer just because, actually, it's Dragon's Lair. Because even though it wasn't, oh. even though it wasn't really gory deaths, it was actually depicting your character dying mm -hmm. in in a way that yeah. wasn't just you know your little your character going rah, 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 blah, blah. over it, and over and over. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so yeah. You, Nate, 
Uh, mine would have been Narc, if you remember that one. Uh, it's yeah. a little bit. Of, it is a shooter, um, like sixteen bit, uh, and you were blowing people up, and they were oh, yeah. bloating and. I remember seeing that in the arcade game and being like, mm, and then my mom's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but the one uh, that you bring it up, the one that scared me was actually Mist or Mist 2. I can't remember. Mist watching a, Yep, watching a friend play it in the dorm room late at night. And I was like, that, that painting is going to change and I'm going to freak out. And it did, and then <laughs> I did. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, that was uh, a good scary video game. <laughs> All right, question three. Oh, my phone closed. Hold on. <laughs> stupid phone. Boo. Yeah, stupid Nate. Um, what element in video games do you love most, such as open world, uh, crafting, collectibles? Um, yeah, what's your what's your favorite like element in a video game? story and, story. and, and character yeah mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't have the time to play jrpgs anymore but still you know like like uh the mass effect series is mm -hmm. such a good story and such a good plot like knights of the old republic and i know i'm mm -hmm. also naming kind of open world rpg style games but those lend themselves to a good story i um mm -hmm. yeah i i because ultimately, that's kind of what I want is like a good experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I love games like, um, for example, uh, the Monkey Island video games, uh, games where you have to uh, look at everything, like you have to look at everything around, like anything that you can look at, you should look at, and that there's like, uh, you, you need to figure out how to combine things to make something new that might solve a problem that you just encountered that maybe you didn't think about. It's like, oh, this, you know, there, this key looks like it's broken. I just, it looks like, like, like a, a T-shaped piece is missing from it. And then later you're like, a T-shaped metal piece. You're like, oh, okay. And they got to find some chewing gum or some shit, right? To like make it work. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff uh, really mm. a lot. So okay. probably my favorite thing is is skill building, being able to like I, I like being able to level up characters and have them be able to do new shit that they couldn't do before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. the more that that's integrated, I it's one of the reasons I like uh, Diablo 2 was a game that I played a shit ton mm -hmm. of because that was all about building skill trees and there were a bunch of yeah. different a bunch of different classes and they all had different skill trees and figuring out different different combinations of skills that were super fucking cool. That was that was that was what I really got into. What about you, Nate? Character. I love characters that draw me in. Mm -hmm. Almost like a book. When I play a video game, uh, ideally I like my favorite video games are ones where they I I'm I feel something for them. Uh, sometimes I do that by naming my characters, my friends. Uh, sorry, you guys have got died a couple times in XCOM. Uh, so, but... You show up in my memories sometimes as, as having tagged me in posts about us dying. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when the game doesn't provide it, I like to throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like being attached to the characters so that it, it has weight. Uh, mm -hmm. to it um which i know seems weird that we just spent a bunch of time talking about moral combat like that 
Yeah, no, we did. The, I did that. We did that in Oregon Trail when I was yeah. when I was in school. We always named our Oregon Trail family members after people in school. So you could be like, "Ha ha, Noah, you died. <laughs> you got dysentery. <laughs> you shit yourself to death." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. All right, question number four. Uh, what element do you hate the most? First person mm. combat. <laughs> I hate, I'm not, combat is almost always going to be my least favorite part of any game, but like mm -hmm. I can get good at it. Like I'm, I'm good at the combat and fable. Like I can, as long as it's, I'm, I, I will, I will tell you, I mostly do melee and the occasional ranged, but I, cause I'm not very good at aiming, but I'm bad at mm -hmm. aiming. I'm bad at being aware of myself in 360 degrees. I don't like when I have to like, like get my gun up and shoot and aim it and figure out and the guys moving and just that is my that will take me out of a game and make me just put it down and not go back to it for sure because mm -hmm. uh, it's most games <laughs> <laughs> boss battles do not excite me a lot because they take forever most of the time it's like you got to figure out the trick to beating them and then you got to do it for two hours in order to make it happen uh yeah. and that kind of just yep, if you're it's playing like, dark souls but, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of them where it's like, okay, well, I know how to beat this boss, but it's going to take me 25, 30 minutes. It's like, like you got fuck the health bar all the way down to zero. Uh oh, yeah. but guess what? He just he's second form, and now he's yeah. back up to the full, and his health bar's low. It's like, god damn it! I cool. thought I was done. Now I got to do it again. Uh, so yeah, that's that. I, I don't get into boss battles. I do not get into boss battles. My least favorite video game mechanic is escort quests oh, um, oh yeah uh, yeah when, like when, gta no. yeah <laughs> when like uh they do this you know like assassin's creed oh and, yeah and and uh, other games where you have a hapless npc that you don't get to control that you are responsible for their fate and you just have to protect them from things. And they're like running toward fire. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. no. Man, I don't think I've ever played a game that had an escort mechanic. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> Every single time it's like, fuck, that's done. Finally. Yeah. They are the worst quests in uh, in Breath of the Wild for sure. Yeah. Is the escort quests. Mm -hmm. Fucking yeah. A. That this is an escort, escort shrine. You just want to kill somebody. That was terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's that a couple kid? in Fable. Yeah. Yeah. My the, the my favorite thing in Fable is to is to bring my wives into the same town so they get mad at each other, or uh, <laughs> or trick a girl into marrying me, and then I sacrifice her to the Dark Lord, and then like go back to the same town, find another girl, marry her, and do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, how about you? Uh, crafting, but crafting in a game that doesn't really need it. Like an example uh, that of takes it away. So like they're putting crafting into Wasteland Three mm. for some odd reason. Uh with a new update. Game doesn't need it. Like I don't oh. know why you're putting it in there. Uh it's the reason why I stopped playing Skyrim mm. is mm. because of crafting. I spent five hours in the blacksmith and I was like, This isn't the game I want to play anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. <laughs> Five hours in the blacksmith. That's what it takes to turn Nate off. Okay, Nate, yeah. question number five. What video game or type of game would you like to see made? I want uh, more Knights of the Old Republic style Star Wars games that take place in different eras. And and they're 
mechanically updated to, to current. Like, at first KOTOR, the inventory management is so fucking clunky, and they improved it in the second one. But um, I, I want, yeah, op- open-world story and character-driven Star Wars games like Knights of the Old Republic. Hmm. I want them to remake The Seventh Guest uh, and The Eleventh Hour, but uh, uh, with updated you know, video and with new puzzles, please. Because I remember a lot of those puzzles, even 30 years later. Uh, but I would, I would love to see, I would love to see that. I think those games were just fucking amazing. And yeah, that, and I also want to see more of the uh, Sierra Builder games, like Pier, uh, Pharaoh and Caesar. Uh, I miss hmm. them very much. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to my early life and say what I would like is an open world Oregon Trail. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Non-linear Oregon Trail. That's what I want. I think it's called Red Dead Redemption. Well, that's not Possible. the same. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> uh, uh, but like a non-violent, problem-solving, role-play-driven uh, mm-hmm. Red Dead that is Oregon Trail. That sounds fun, actually. It would be awesome. All right, what, what about you, Nate? What do you want? I want to see, like, my favorite IPs, uh, video game IPs, turned into single-player or uh, turn-based tactical games, yeah. like Overwatch, um, Apex. I love these games, but one of the most frustrating aspects of them is that they're multiplayer, they're PvP. Uh, I can't play it by myself. Mm. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I, I would love to see more of that world, but single player without all the idiots online. I feel that way about Destiny, right? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. Destiny or Destiny 2 could offer so much in the way of a, an incredibly beautiful single player game, but you are forced to play online with other people. It required to for many tasks. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would love to see that, more of that, but not in that format. It's like solo campaign mode. Not either, uh, but lo- like a tactical game or mm-hmm. or a uh, open world or like a wasteland type yeah, open yeah. world yeah. RPG um, tactical game. Yeah, that would that would be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for the topic idea, Nate. Talking Mortal Kombat and video games. We've not spent uh, I don't know if we've ever spent a whole episode talking video game shit, even though. We also talked about Animal movies. Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> I thought, wasn't it? All right. We did so, one for Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing and Mortal Kombat, two games that could not be more different. Um, I would watch a crossover. I would play. <laughs> I, I would, would play an Animal Crossing, Mortal Kombat crossover. I would be very interesting to see how Animal Crossing characters did their finishing moves. That would be. <laughs> that's the game we should have mentioned that we wanted to see. So yeah. thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Nate. If you uh, want to talk about video games, Mortal Kombat, all that shit, you can comment on our website. You can comment on our Facebook page. uh, And uh, we're going to remind you all that uh, you can support us on Patreon. We are looking for more five questions. Fortunately, Nate provided us five questions, but we only have like about four more sets. So you can send those into five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. If you are a Patreon supporter, you'll get bumped to the top of the Patreon queue, which right now has nothing in it. So just bumped to the top. They can be literally five questions of any type. You could just ask us, what'd you have for breakfast today? And then follow that up with, what'd you have for dinner last night? And you get, you get the idea. They can be super easy. Don't overthink it. In any case, thank you for listening. We're going to be back next week with another episode uh, in which maybe I'll be able to speak. We'll find out. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Bye. Flawless Podcast. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. And you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Fatality! <laughs>